Today, we talk with an expert who will share some interesting tips on how to have growth in your church by using a Plan Your Visit tool, next on the Church Solutions Podcast. It's the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by StreamingChurch.tv. The Church Solutions Podcast is all about helping you and your church with technology and other encouraging ideas for ministry. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast. My name is Phil Thompson. And I'm Steve Lacey. Steve, we have a guest today, but before we do that, I want to remind everybody that this is episode number 400 and I'm sorry, 300 and what is it? 300 and uh, anybody want to guess? 343. There we go. According to Apple. We've done more of these, but who cares, right? Uh, and the Church Solutions Podcast is brought to you by MyChurchDaily.com. So uh, look it up later. MyChurchDaily.com is the domain. If you want to be on Alexa devices, want to be on those Amazon Echo devices that everybody has, at least a lot of people have them. Uh, you could do a daily flash briefing. You could connect with your church using a flash briefing uh, that you can upload. Very simple. And uh, it's a 14-day free trial. Just go to mychurchdaily.com. Uh, they're great people over there. Uh, it's actually us. So we're, we're great people. So, all right. But uh, we'd be glad to help you any way we can with, with that. And, you know, we, we have other things too. So anyhow... Uh, our guest today uh, is the co-owner, let me put my glasses on so I don't screw up his bio, he's the co-owner of Church Marketing University, and he's one of the leading experts on cha- on Facebook ads. Uh, also, plan your visit for churches, which I think we're going to probably talk a little bit more about. Uh, he's experienced as a pastor, uh, a marketer, uh, entrepreneur, and he's got some really good insight on, on, on this, all this. In fact, one of the things he's got insight on is how to use psychology and marketing, which I want to talk about the psychology aspect here in a moment, because uh, there's just no place for that in Christianity, right? All right. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Uh, him and his team have, uh, they've helped over 50,000 pastors and church leaders through the Church Marketing University. Uh, they've got free resources. They've got some online coaching uh, programs. They've got a YouTube channel. And so he's got a lot of cool stuff. He's been around for many years. Welcome everybody to uh, Mr. Chris Abbott. Chris, how are you? Hey, Phil, doing doing great. Thank you guys. Uh, man, Phil, Steve, thanks. Uh, thanks so much for having me on the show, man. Excited to be here. Well, we're, we're excited to have you. And sorry that it's been so many years. We've never had you before. And so <laughs> uh, hopefully uh, after we're done here, you'll, you'll be glad to come on again sometime. Although that'd, many, that'd be people, awesome. yeah, many people aren't after they, after we've interviewed them, they don't <laughs> come back, but I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm being really facetious today. So, all right. So we're glad you're here. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of stuff that I think will interest people involved in ministry. If you're a pastor, if you're involved in your local church uh, as a volunteer, uh, some really cool stuff. Steve, Lacey, take it away. So let's see. The, the, your specialty, if I was to paraphrase, is, is kind of um, utilizing Facebook to grow your ministry or Facebook ads or social media ads to grow your ministry, as well as this thing that's called Plan My Visit. Would that be a correct summation of, of your expertise and background? Yeah. Or your yeah, offering? Absolutely. Yeah, 100%, man. 
Okay. So you had, uh, you, you know, we, we got an email and I guess we got some stats all mixed up and you kind of set us straight, but you've had some great results with um, small churches using uh, Facebook to help grow their ministry. So can you give us a brief overview of, you know, if I'm a small ministry, let's say I have, I don't know, 50 members or so, and I've been, you know, plugging along for a few years and, and, and I haven't really delved into this, uh, this arena. What, what is it about? What, how does it work? Uh, uh, you know, what's my role and what's your role? How's that, how's it all work? Tell me about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think, um, Facebook ads are, are something that probably get misunderstood in the church world quite a bit, uh, right? Either number one, people just kind of shy away from Facebook. It's like, hey, Facebook's targeting conservatives and shutting down churches and all that kind of stuff, right? Which regardless of whether or not they are doing that, the bottom line is there's 2.9 billion people on Facebook and 1.9 billion log in every single day, right? Which makes Facebook the single largest missions field the church has ever seen. Uh, and all of us can tap into that and, and, and reach it right from our home. So I think regardless of, of you know, the politics and, and whether or not you agree with Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg and all that stuff, the bottom line is I think we have to show up there because, you know, it's, it's the single largest missions field we've, we've ever seen. Right. Tom Rainer says that for a church to fail to learn how to use social media effectively, it's like a missionary moving to a country and refusing to learn the language. Right. So. Yeah. I think I think that kind of kind of speaks for itself, and so that's that's kind of where where we started to, uh, to to dive in. And I think you know there's so there's there's churches on on kind of one uh, one side of things that are like yeah we're not gonna we're not gonna do that because you know Facebook's uh, kind of crazy. Then there's kind of the other side where uh, churches like hey we tried Facebook ads they didn't work. I guess they just don't work here in. Texas or California or the Pacific Northwest or mm-hmm. the Northeast, right? And and usually what that just means is, well, you tried Facebook ads, they just didn't work. You probably just did it wrong, right? Uh, you know, like like working out, like if if you, if you eat right and and exercise, you lose weight. But it's also possible. Uh, it's also possible to do it wrong, right? If you go to the gym, you do three reps and leave, and you're like, I've been working out every day for a year and it hasn't worked. It's like, well, you're doing it wrong, right? <laughs> so. Um, I, I think that's kind of one of the biggest things. But what we found is there's there's two main strategies uh, that I teach that have that have worked really really well. Um, I've done them at my church and and you know a bunch of churches around the country. Uh, the first one is a marketing approach, and that's one where it's literally just just an invite strategy. You're just going to use Facebook ads to invite as many people as possible. The best way we found to do that is with uh, like a, a, a walking selfie video, right? So you're literally just use a smartphone. You don't want to use a professional camera. You want to use a smartphone uh, where you just want to be like walking around outside. It's usually better, right? So if you're walking out in front of your church or you're walking on Main Street or something like that, it's always great if people can either recognize the church or something in the city in the background. And the reason you want to be walking is just movement kind of creates uh, like curiosity, right? So like if I'm standing against a brick wall and I'm and I'm like, hey, what's up, guys? My name's Chris Abbott. And I'm the pastor of Guts Church. Right. Like that's that's kind of that's kind of boring. Right. But if I'm walking down Main Street. Right. And I'm like, hey, what's up, guys? Pastor Chris here. And I'm the pastor of Gut Church, which I'm not the pastor of Gut Church, by the way. Uh, but, you know, if I was, it's like I'm walking down the down the street or whatever. People are like, oh, hey, is that Main Street? Man, is that is that Broken Arrow? Like, dude, you know, like and they're looking in the background and it causes people to watch your video longer. Right. So you want to do. um you want to do a walking selfie video. You want to shoot it vertically on an iPhone, right? 15 to 30 seconds. Put the, the most important information up front in the first five to 10 seconds. But 
You want to do a walking selfie video, right? And then you want to run like a traffic campaign, uh, meaning you're going to send as many people from Facebook to your website as possible, right? You're going to send traffic from Facebook to your website. Um, again, kind of one of the, the problems that most churches run into is they'll start to run, uh, they'll run people like to their landing page, or excuse me, to their homepage instead of to a landing page, right? And so the difference is your homepage says a lot of things about your church, right? Most people, uh, I'm sure you guys have seen it, most church uh, websites on your homepage, it's like, hey, join our small groups and uh, the worship team uh, is having auditions and then check out our kids ministry. And then don't forget, you know, that we've got this going on and then we've got this outreach, right? And see all these different things. And then there's all these different calls to actions that people can click on, right? Whereas a landing page has one single call to action, right? And I always teach that should be plan your visit, right? So in, in, in this strategy, you're going to run a Facebook ad that goes to a landing page where there's one call to, uh, to action. And that call to action is plan your visit, where they can literally click a button and then fill out a form, right? And, and the less amount of information you ask, the better, right? So I just say, hey, name, email, phone number, that's all you need, right? And basically sign up and basically schedule an appointment to visit the church that Sunday, that way somebody can you know, actually get that and say, oh, John Smith planned his visit for this Sunday. Then you can call, reach out to him, introduce yourself, uh, right? Get a little bit of a connection beforehand. And then when they show up on Sunday, now you've got a host waiting for them at the front door, right? It's kind of like having a best friend waiting for you at the front door. Uh, and, and so now that, that host can show them around, right? Can help them get their kids checked into kids church and get them a free cup of coffee, give them a tour of the building, save seats for them in service, sit with them in service, right? Um, let, so me back when, up. When, let me back up. Let me back up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, ahead, so cut, cut you're, back you're on talking coffee, about Chris. <laughs> cut, cut back on the coffee. That would be my the, first advice. Yeah, uh, the land back on the landing page. <laughs> you yeah. know, if if I, as you were talking here, I'm thinking, okay, it does make sense to have a separate page. That means if I'm the you know pastor of my church, I'm going to have to get a hold of my web person and either create a landing page or use. There's third party services out there that can make some landing pages. But if I just have a button, plan my visit. And that's it. I would think there's people are going to have questions. You know, what do these guys believe? When, when are their services? Uh, is this going to be a good fit for me? Are, are there things that you need on that landing page that are going to convince me to? I mean, obviously, you want them to be able to click that plan your visit deal. Do yeah. I want to stick a link to my website that gives me more info? Do I? Is how do I yeah, how do I construct that yeah. landing? Who are you guys and why should I come and is, would it be a good fit? Yeah. What, what do I put on that landing page? Yeah. So there's, you know, there's, there's quite a few things that you can put, right. The, the number one thing that, um, that I always like to do is, uh, so the, the space above the fold, meaning when someone first hits your landing page, right. And 80 to 90% of your traffic is going to come from mobile. Right. So you need to make sure it looks good on a phone. Uh, but so before you have to scroll everything above the fold, um, you want that to have an impact. Otherwise, people are just going to hit the back button. So a lot of people will put like a big fat like graphic or like, um, you know, on a, on a lot of pages, you'll put something they'll say like plan your visit because it's the plan your visit page. That's just wasted space. So I always take off the header up there uh, and take off that that giant graphic. I like to use a video that immediately uh, introduces uh, the church. All right. So what we did at my church when we first started doing this is I actually had um, I grabbed one of the girls who was actually over uh, all of our guest assimilation. Her name is Katie. And so we actually shot a video with her out in the parking lot, starting it. Uh, right. And, and so like underneath the video, it literally just said, uh, will you come to church with me this Sunday? Right. And had a picture of Katie out there as the thumbnail. And then when you click the video, the video is just her saying like, hey, what's up? My name's Katie. Uh, I want to invite you to plan your visit and come to church with me this Sunday. Right. And when you do, you're actually going to start right here in the visitor parking. Right. And you can see it's going to be under uh, in this part of the church. Here's what it is. Right. OK, let me take you inside, show you what a service looks like. 
right? Mm -hmm. And so, and you follow her like in through the door. So, you know, okay, that's guest parking. That's where I park. It's going to go in through the doors. And we just, we kind of sped up the video, but that way you could see her walking in. And we had some, you know, some friendly people at the door, like waving and stuff, you know, and, and kind of going in and say, hey, here's where you're going to get your kids checked in. Here's our coffee bar where you can grab, uh, you know, a cup of coffee, uh, right? And it's like, and so we, we just did a little bit of B-roll show, kind of showing some of the, the, uh, the kids areas and what a service looks like, right? Smiling, happy kids, yeah. right? And, and all that kind of stuff. And then said, okay, great. Now your kids checked in. Let's, let's, get, uh, let's go into service and get you a seat, right? And we came in and we timed it well, right? So we timed it. So like we hit like a big chorus in worship. So we came in, everyone had their hands raised and it looked cool, right? Like, um, but, you know, just, just went in, showed them what a service looks like and that kind of stuff. So I, th- I think the, it was about a 90 second video, but it was just kind of, it, it, it lowers the barrier of entry for potential guests, right? Because right. it's kind of freaky, like, oh man, like, I'm going to show up to church for the very first time. What's this going to look like? So I, I like to have kind of an intro video at the top. The, the great so, thing is this doesn't have to be shot on like a, an expensive camera. Like I've seen churches do this as like a selfie video, like with a, with a camera phone, right? Like a selfie stick. Hey, what's up? I'm pastor Chris. Let me show you what it looks like when you plan your visit. And then they just walk in and you're walking with them and they're kind of showing you around the church. Sounds um, familiar. So, it sounds like I know. We, you and I did like 25 years ago. Or something. <laughs> well, it's oh, really, really, it feels laughing here. Yeah. Cause yeah, it wasn't quite 25 years ago, but it was, shoot, it probably was 20, probably was 25 years ago. <laughs> yeah. It was like, it was before the, before 2000, I think. We were, yeah, we were on Prince Road. We were in Prince Late nineties. Yeah. We did actually, yeah. Phil was on staff at our church and I don't know whose idea it was, but we said, we need to create a video just like you explained, Chris. And we went, we didn't start in the parking lot, but we started at the, the front door. Um, and oh, yeah. as soon as you walk through the front door and, and Phil was our guide and Phil was our, um, our, uh, our person, our girl that you, you, you mentioned anyway, it was kind of yeah. interesting. Yeah. We yeah. established this, that this, this actually started with us. It started uh, back so in we should, we should get, little your visit pioneers. We should yes, get full credit 1998 for this. or so. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so let's see, let me summarize here again. So I've, I'm trolling through Facebook. I get, and then we may want to target or, or talk about how you target the, the ad for the people that are going through trade Facebook, they see your ad, which is a video ad of the pastor standing out in front of the building. They go, Hey, I recognize that street and that building. And uh, let's click on this video. And then the video takes them to the landing page. Landing page is another video that has um, the person that does the walkthrough. Okay. And then, then they're ready to sign up. Right. So. Yeah. I, I think, I think you need a, a little bit more info on that landing page. I like to create kind of a long form landing page just because most people don't read, they scroll right on the internet. Like they're basically scrolling saying, Hey, what's in it for me? Like, is this, is this relevant to me? So I, I like to create like what, what I call like snack size information. Right. So like if you put a big wall of text, like a big paragraph, nobody's going to read that. They're just going to look at them and, be like, Ugh, and they're going to keep scrolling. So I like to use like headers, subheaders, lots of like bullet points, uh, you know, a numbered list, that kind of stuff, where it's just really easy to scan the information. Something for, their, for our ADD community, right? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> so like... uh, I, I, let me throw something out here. Uh, you, you, you gave me some, some stats here, Chris, earlier, uh, the plan your visit framework for your church. Yeah. Uh, you had first time visitors. You, you guys had 42% in the first month uh, of doing the plan your visit thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 60%. In the second month, uh, and I'm, I don't have my glasses on here. These are increases. These are increases. Yeah, increases yeah, yeah. in number of first-time visitors. Eighty-seven percent. Eighty-seven percent in the third month, 
and 113% in the fourth month. So uh, those are pretty impressive stats. Yeah, and so it was it was, it was pretty uh, pretty amazing. Uh, the, the cool thing, Phil, is like, you know, so we, we tried this as an experiment, right? This is back in 2017. Um, and I just, I had this idea of like, okay, I think we could get people to sign up to, uh, to actually like schedule an appointment for the church. And then we can have like a friendly person waiting for them at the front door. Right. And I didn't, I, I don't know who came up with the term plan your visit. It wasn't me. Like zoos have plan your visit, right? Like it's, it's not just church specific. Right. There's yeah. all over. Um, but I, I like that name. And I was like, man, and if we had a friendly person waiting for them at the front door, I was like, that's why a personal invite works so well is, you know, it's like when I invite my buddy, I'm like, Hey, like either I'll scoop you up in the morning or Hey, meet the church starts at 11, meet me at 1045. I'll get you a cup of coffee, right. Help you get the kids checked in and, and we're good. And so it, it's not as scary. Cause you know, like you're meeting someone there right. and we're just yeah. like, man, I, I bet for unchurched people, uh, right. Like it's, it, it's weird for most people visiting a church. Even if you've been in church for the last 30 years, every single Sunday, going to a new church, right. You kind of have like that new kid in the cafeteria syndrome, right. Where you like walk in, you're like, Oh, I don't know anybody. You kind of freak out. You feel like a loser. So you just sit at like the first table by the door where nobody's sitting. And then you're the loser sitting by themselves. Right. And I think that's how most visitors sit. It's like, Oh yeah, they, they sit in the back. They just want to be left alone. No, they're sitting in the back. Cause that's where the door is. Right. They walked in, looked around, didn't see anybody felt uncomfortable and just took the first seat. Right. And then we're like, oh, let's just like let them chill. It's like, no, they came here to connect with people and we're leaving them alone. We're doing the exact opposite of what they actually want and what we should do. And so that was the idea behind plan your visit, um, you know. And so but I, I think uh, you know, there's there's two questions that, that every potential visitor uh, has before they'll actually visit the church. Right. Number one is uh, who's the pastor and number two, who are the people? Right. So they want to know, like, who's the pastor? I'm going to go there and I'm going to listen to somebody talk for 30 or 45 minutes you know, who is this guy, All right, Is, is he going to be fun to listen to? Uh, and, and then number two, like, who are the people? Are there people there that look like me, right? And so, like, are they in the same season of life as me, right? Like, if, if I'm an empty nester, do they have other empty nesters? Or is it just going to be a bunch of, like, millennials and Gen Zers with weird hats, uh, right? Like, I don't know why they, they, they always wear those weird hats, right? So, I'm, I'm kind of, like, I'm, I'm right on, like, the edge of Gen X millennial, right? So, I'm not sure what I... I fall into, but um, enough to be judgmental. So that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, perfect. Perfect. That sounds, that sounds great. Uh, right. It's like, or, you know, if, if it's somebody, you know, coming into college kid, right. 20, 21 years old, they're like, Hey, am I going to walk in? It's going to be a bunch of old people. I'm not going to relate to them. Right. And so people that, you know, they want people that look like them. Uh, yeah. Right. So we, uh, one of the things we talk about with churches, people click on themselves. Right. So if you're putting out like pictures or videos or anything like that out into the one of the Internet, people are going to click on themselves, people that look like themselves. So you want to put a wide variety of, of people out there. So um, that's that's what your, your landing page should have. So you just have lots of pictures of smiling, happy people sure. from the church. And you want to make sure that it's diverse and you've got right. lots of different skin colors, lots of different backgrounds, right. ethnicities, ages. So what if you're not? So let me, I'm sorry, Steve, I'm going to hijack this interview, but what, what if you're not? And what if you, uh, you know, what if you're an older church and you want to attract younger people, but you don't have younger people, uh, you know, what, what, cause, cause I totally agree with you. I mean, you know, people want to be, you know, so, I mean, any tips for these kind of churches that uh, want to grow and they want to reach younger people? Yeah. So I, you know, I, I think, I think here's, here's one of the kind of the dichotomies, right. Of, of, of the, of the ministry world is you, if you're trying to attract younger families, but you don't have any younger families that are going to your church, how attractive is that for younger families? Right. Like, so it's like, it's, it's tough. It's not that you can't reach those, those guys like you can, but you have to really go all in 
on like kids programs and stuff that's going to get those kids to stick. And I think, I think you kind of have to be okay with kind of pioneering and getting some families that are going to come and probably not stick around and, and keep doing that. until you have more families that kind of, that kind of get connected to each other, right? Like if, if somebody can make a friend at church, that's really going to help. I think one of the best ways is probably to get them involved in leadership. Again, this is just my own personal, um, personal opinion. Right. But like, like my wife and I went on staff at a church for five years where we were the youth pastors and, uh, and there's this huge age gap from 18 to 40, right? So we came in, I think I was like 28 or 29. And there was, there was nobody who had like young kids like our age, right? So it was lots of kids from zero to 18. And then they basically lost them after college. And then there was lots of people from 40 on up. But it was really hard for us to, uh, you know, typically you would recruit youth leaders who were in their 20s and 30s. We couldn't find anybody like that. And it was hard for us to get connected, even though we were on staff, because there weren't a lot of people like that. Yeah. Uh, but as we stuck it out years and years, like, you know, and, and started to grow the youth group, we started to attract more and more families in their 30s and 40s. Um, but I don't know if we would have stuck around had we checked it out the first Sunday and found out there was really nobody in our season of life, right? So, uh, but, you know, because we were in leadership, right, and we, and we continued to, to reach people like that, we did start to grow the church that way. So yeah. that's, that's maybe one way that you can do it. You know, the other thing is just don't get discouraged, right? Just just keep putting out messaging that's going to affect them. And and I think if they can see you investing in that, or if you're investing in your kids program and, uh, you know, and making sure the kids have an amazing time every single week, that's going to be the key, right? Parents will go where their kids are having fun. So if you can make sure that their kids are having fun every single Sunday, they'll start to stick around and, and you'll, you'll start to kind of get that snowball effect once you start to get more and more young families. But it just, it takes a little while to get the flywheel going. So I just want to highlight this distinction in your plan, your visit versus, you know, the plan to visit to the zoo and such. You're kind of, and it's really the thing that stood out, stood out to me is like, if you're inviting a friend, you're going to meet them out front. You're going to tell them where to be. You're going to give them the tour. And, and if I could set that up for my church is what you're kind of saying here. So that they'd sign that say, I'm going to plan my visit. I'm going to be at the 11 o'clock service on this date. So, you know, when they send, when they plan their visit, they said, Larry committed to, you know, coming to the church at, at, you know, 11 o'clock on this date. That means I'm as a church, I'm going to now be responsible. If I want to go to this full level, I want to have, you know, Jerry out front waiting for Larry to show up. And so that, and Larry knows that to go look for Jerry when he shows up, so that, you know, cause he'd planned this visit and you know, my guide is going to be, you know, Jerry and uh, he's a, you know, middle-aged guy my age and he's going to meet me out front and, you know, he's going to be wearing a blue shirt or, you know, something, there's going to be some signal or some place to go. Right. And then he's going to be able to introduce himself and then, you know, do all that stuff that you would do of, to, for your friend. Like, you know, here's where the kids get checked in. Here's where this, yeah. there's this thing over here. You can ignore that, but let's go over here. You know? Uh, so that sounds like that's a very different experience than just inviting people to church, having a greeter out front saying, Hey, glad you're here. Um, so there's a level of effort required on the church's side. If they really want to do this plan, your visit, right? So I'm, I'm assuming it's like making an appointment to meet somebody, right. Or is that, or is it, is it not like that level? Yeah. It's like a <laughs> date. Yeah, I guess. Or is it, is it not to that level? Does the church need to staff when somebody signs up? have somebody make sure that they're going to be the person that meets them there and, and what, and then the, other, then that follows into, um, you know, let's have some reminders, you know, Hey, Jerry, you committed, you said you're going to be at 1130. We got people, we got Jerry that's going to meet you in the front door. You know, I assume you do that or tell yeah. me, let's dig a little more into this. 
Yeah, yeah. So it's 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 really interesting, Steve. Like, I one of the things we found when we started doing this, right? So we we started it uh, at Easter 2017 at my church, right? And so it just it, it kind of broke our church for Easter. Like, we ended up we we had so many people that showed up uh, that year. Like, we we maxed out the the um, we, we maxed out our main sanctuary uh, and had the close the doors, didn't have any more seats. Then we maxed out our overflow sanctuary, didn't have any more seats. And then we found out that our kids' building was three times over our legal fire code limit, right? So like the fire marshal made us like shut down the kids' check-ins. We had this long line of young families going all the way through the lobby, down the hallway, and out into the parking lot. We had to shut it down, tell all of them, we don't have any seats for you in our main sanctuary. We don't have any seats in our overflow sanctuary. And our kids' building... Well, we didn't tell them it was three times over the legal limit of what we were allowed to have, but uh, we don't have any room in there. So we had about a thousand people who are stuck outside the church on Easter Sunday, right? So but great problem to have, but but still a problem. So we when we continue to do it, so it's like, okay, so it works for a big a big thing like Easter. Will it work for, for everyday Sunday? And what we found is, just like you were talking about, Phil, like the, the first month that we did this, we increased our visitors by 42% in the first month, 60% in the second month, 87% in the third month, and 113% in the fourth month. And so the biggest thing was like, okay, it's exactly what you're thinking, what you're asking about, Steve. How do we train people to do this? Because we've got families who are signing up every single Sunday. The important thing to understand is like, it, it doesn't start like a giant avalanche, right? Like uh, Easter did, but that's because I had a huge budget for Easter, right? The rest of the, of the weeks, it just, it started to snowball as we got going, as we put out ads. And so what we did is since we didn't have time to like train up like a huge team and like do this, like, you know, we thought, oh, maybe we'll have a big Saturday training. We'll train everybody. We didn't have time to do that because we had people like signed up for playing your visit that week. So what we did is we just started finding like our friendly people in the congregation, right? Like, so we call them our people, people. It's the people that are naturally outgoing. They've never met a stranger. And what we found is if you just say, Hey, uh, like, Hey, John, can you, uh, can you host the Smith family on Sunday? Like you don't have to train John. He knows how to naturally meet people and show them around the church, right? We just say, Hey, Man, make sure to uh, just kind of show them around the church, help them get their kids checked in. We'll save seats for them in service. We'll show you where they're at, right? We'll take care of that. Just give them a tour of the building, right? And just kind of make sure, man, you know, it looks like they've got young kids. So introduce them to the uh, kids' pastors, show them around the kids' church and that kind of stuff. And so by doing that, it was it, it was actually a really seamless transition. A lot of churches want to like wait and say, hey, we're going to, we do everything with excellence. So we're going to we're going to launch this in six months and we're going to train everybody. And those churches never actually take action or do it. They have the best of intentions, but it's best to just take imperfect action now, right? Like the best way is, uh, it was, uh, Mark Twain said it, um, you know, the man who grabs a cat by the tail knows 80% more about cats than the man who does it, right? <laughs> so the best way to learn, plan your visit is to launch it this Sunday and assign a few friendly people if anyone signs up, right? Like most of the time, like, you know, you have one or two people who sign up the first week, you know, if, you know, if that. So it's not going to be a big avalanche, but you learn by just doing it, right? And some of your hosts are like, oh, hey, whenever I did this, uh, I, I noticed that this usually happens or whatever. And so, hey, when we, when we started saving seats for them, uh, you know, people, uh, they actually didn't like having seats for them in the front row. That freaked them out. So maybe let's do the fourth or fifth row next time, right? And you just kind of figure that out as you go. So um, it, it might seem like you have to do a big training and kind of get everybody up to speed. But honestly, the best way to do it is just launch it and just get those people who are naturally friendly and they already know how to take care of people. Uh, so it doesn't require a lot of training. And we just, we just kind of did on the job training and just kind of, you know, built the plane as we flew it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Good. Which one, uh, Chris, pop quiz, which one do you think is the more detailed person here, Steve or me? <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. Uh, so, um, 
we got a few more minutes here. I think. Oh, we do. Okay, I was. I thought we... you were going to call time on us, Phil. No, so. I wasn't. Uh, we've got okay. a few more minutes. And if you've got a question for Chris, go ahead, Steve. Uh, I was going to ask well, you I was, about the psychology. Yeah, I guess aspect, I'm the. But, yeah, I mean, the, the, the psychology is definitely important. But this uh, thing that's, you know, I'm the detail guy, I guess, that the plan to visit is planning a specific visit. It's not like, I'll be there sometime in January, you know, or <laughs> this is, I'm coming, 11 o'clock service you know, this coming weekend, right? Is that, I mean, that's, it's that, that level of a planning for planning yeah. visit, right? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, go, go for it, Phil. Talk about more of the psychology part of this. Hey, if they don't show up, do, do you, uh, do you guys send a follow-up email? Like yeah. somebody says, yeah, I'm coming uh, June 19th and they don't show up. So then somebody sends a follow-up email saying, you know, Hey, why didn't you show up? I'm sure you make it a little more diplomatic than that. Right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we, we actually, what we do is we actually created a no-show flow um, yeah. inside of uh, text and church, right? So we like to use text and church for like the plan your visit side of it. Sure. And then, you know, cause what happens is when someone signs up, then they actually get like a text message saying, Hey, thanks for signing up for text and shirt or for <laughs> text. And shirt. Thanks for signing up for playing your visit. Right. Like we're, yeah. uh, you know, we're excited to meet you on Sunday. Someone from the church will be reaching out uh, with a few important details soon. Right. And then, then we have someone from the church actually call them and introduce themselves. Right. So, like, hey, John, what's up? This is Chris. Hey, I saw that you plan your visit for this Sunday. I just want to reach out and introduce myself to you personally, answer any questions you might have about, you know, where to park or what to wear. Right. So, um, I, I like to, to call them within 15 minutes. Uh, right. Like, leave a voicemail. Most people aren't going to answer. Right. Like, uh, especially with, with cell phones is that nobody, nobody answers, but if you leave a voicemail, then they hear your voice using their name, right. And kind of connect. So it's just another touch point and then follow up with a text message. If they like talking on the phone, they'll call you back. If they like texting, they'll text you back. Right. Yeah. Right. So, and, yeah. And, and I know the stats are really high. People will read a text message. They're more likely to read a text message yeah. and they would like, like 89% or something like that, maybe even higher, uh, yeah. than, than an email. So text is good. So, uh, we've got a couple minutes here. Uh, let me pick on you a little bit about, uh, in your bio, you said, uh, how to use psychology, marketing and ministry to help, uh, pastors achieve, you know, help healthy, sustainable growth. So, uh, tell me about psychology. How does psychology enter in on that? Well, yeah. So, you know, so I, I said, there's like kind of two, uh, Facebook ad strategies, uh, that we did. Right. So the first one is, is kind of a, a marketing or invite strategy. The second one is a ministry strategy, uh, right. And, and it's, it's basically, we call them Facebook prayer ads. Uh, and so what we did is I actually hired a psychology expert uh, to help me identify the most common basic human needs, wants, and desires. And then we built six different ministry campaigns around those, right? So the, the thing that most churches do is, uh, right, in, in, including us until we figure this out, is we invite people to church so that we can do ministry. And it makes sense, right? Like, hey, if we can get them in the front door, we can get them saved, get them baptized, plugged into a small group or a volunteer team, right? But we invite people to church, so we do ministry, right? But one of the fastest growing churches in the 90s, what he did is he actually flipped that, right, and did ministry first and then invited people to church, right? And the short version is basically there was, there was a, a pastor in 1992, uh, was kind of straight off the streets, didn't know anything about church growth. So he would just go to the gas station down the street, right, from the church, and he would pump people's gas, literally on Friday and Saturday nights, he just pumped people's gas, and, uh, and while he was pumping their gas, he'd be like, uh, uh, hey, how can I pray for you? Right. And people were like, well, there's a gas station attendant guy. Like, want to pray for me? It's like, I, I don't know. It's like, I don't know, man. My, my marriage kind of sucks. He'd be like, OK, great. Let's pray for your marriage. Right. And so what happened is every single weekend, he's praying for like two or three hundred people he's out there for hours. And then some of them are like, hey, do you work for the gas station? I'm like, why are you doing this? He's like, no, nah, I passed the church down the street. Right. And it's like, well, what time's church on Sunday? Right. So like and so if you pray for 200 people in a weekend, it's not crazy to think that 10 or 15 of them might show up for church. 
right? Uh, and so that's uh, and that's that's exactly what happened, right? And so we started looking at that. It's like okay, he he led with ministry first, right? Like, you know, pumping their gas, praying for him, and then it, it just naturally transitioned into an invite for church. Whereas like normally we're out there with like billboards and you know Facebook ads, all these different types of things. That, hey, come to church, come to church. Right. And that can that can work. It's the law of large numbers. But when you lead with ministry first, it's a totally different conversation. And so uh, that's that's the the prayer ads. And so what we did is we identified right the Highland hiring that 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 psychology expert. Um, What we what we did is we built ads around that kind of strategy. And uh, so we, we have like a prayer ad just like, hey, how can I pray for you? We created a discover your purpose quiz. Uh, that, uh, that, that we run Facebook ads to that people can take. Uh, we created one, uh, created a 21 day marriage challenge. We created another campaign uh, targeting young families, uh, one on entrepreneurs and local business owners, and then uh, a 30 day Bible challenge. Wow. Right. So we have these six different ministry campaigns kind of based on psychology, uh, cognitive behavioral therapy, and kind of some of the CBT techniques, right. A little bit of NLP stuff. And then, um, and then we've, we've been doing that for the last three years and, uh, and those have worked really, really well. Wow. Great. Okay. We're out of time, uh, but we'll have you on again uh, if, yeah, you, if, great, you, if you're willing to be on here. So yeah. Chris Abbott, Chris Abbott is the guy here. He's the co-founder of Church Marketing University. Chris, how do people, how can people get a hold of you? Yeah. So best way to connect with me is, uh, is on YouTube. If you just go in and type in uh, church growth or Chris Abbott, uh, A-B-B-O-T-T, uh, you'll find my channel got, uh, you know, tons of a couple hundred uh, free uh, YouTube videos out there talking about some of this stuff. Um, so do that, uh, or you can always just, uh, just shoot me an email, uh, Chris at church marketing university.com. Uh, happy to help. All right. Super. All right, Chris, thank you so much. This has been excellent. And we'll definitely have you on again. There's lots of different topics we can cover with your uh, experience. We'd love to have you. Love to, love to be back on, man. Thanks guys. Yeah. All right. All right. And, uh, Steve, thank you for your input. It was great being here. It was great. Right. This is great. Right. This is great stuff. It's always yeah, really good. We, we love this, doing, doing these things. So, And folks, thank you most of all for listening to the Church Solutions Podcast or watching us. Make sure you subscribe uh, wherever you get your podcast, and uh, we'll be happy to help you any way we can. If you, if you want to get a hold of Chris and you don't have, forgot that information, just reach out to us. Uh, support at streamingchurch.tv. We'll have happy to connect you up with Chris. All right, guys, take care. And uh, those of you watching and listening, thank you again. And please take care of yourselves and each other. We'll catch you again next time on another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast.